I love that song. I often have it playing on a loop in my car, uh, going back and forth from here to my home. And uh, I can't remember uh, the Clarks or I don't know, uh, it was the Clarks uh, on one of their albums. And I uh, love that song. I heard her practicing it this morning. I said, I love that song. She's like, I love it too. And, uh, and so that's a, that's a good song. Amen. Uh, Matthew chapter number 11. Uh, I was going to be a little bit in um, uh, First Timothy uh, today, and, uh, but uh, we switched uh, choir songs actually for next week. And I'm, I'll be in that same passage of Scripture. So I just took that as the Lord is to not uh, really meddle too much in that passage of Scripture about preaching the Word. I will uh, touch on it briefly, uh, not uh, that part portion of that. That passage of scripture. So if you do want to turn over to, that's actually 2 Timothy chapter number 4 uh, and put a bookmark there. Uh, and uh, I'm going to bring up one uh, aspect of that, uh, that passage of scripture kind of tied into uh, what we read in Matthew chapter number 11 and uh, tied into uh, really the theme of uh, several, many of my messages uh, in recent weeks and months. <clears throat> in regards to peace with the Lord and difficulties and uh, struggles and uh, and uh, and just really from Second Timothy four, there's kind of a a mantra there that um, that I didn't really I mean I noticed that I read it a bazillion times and uh, but didn't really look at it uh, the way that I'm going to apply it uh, for myself uh, and uh, uh, and hopefully you can as well. Uh, Timothy, the book of Timothy, those are pastoral epistles. That's Paul, um, you know, giving advice to his preacher boys. Uh, Timothy in particular, uh, but there's application. Uh, there's applications for me as a pastor, uh, but there's also application for all of us. And so those four little things I'll throw in at the end, uh, we, can, we can all use, uh, not just uh, people who are in ministry. But having said that, um, being in ministry uh, and connecting to this verse, well, uh, let me preface it before I read it again this way. Uh, recently preached on uh, the fact that there are promises that God gives us uh, that are general promises, all right? And uh, they're for every Christian, every, every child of God. Uh, use the example that He'll never leave us nor forsake us. Uh, but we preach from Psalm 91 on Wednesday nights. And just want to encourage that most people in here um, come on Wednesdays. If you don't, uh, that's not your custom to come. So we kind of dig a little bit deeper uh, into, into things. So there's promises that God gives everybody. And then from Psalm 91, we talked about uh, dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. And through that psalm, there are many benefits uh, of, uh, of being there and under the shadow of the Almighty. Uh, so even though God doesn't leave us nor forsake us, a promise to everybody, not everybody uh, is the recipient or the benefactors of uh, all the things that God says uh, happen to someone who draws close to God and lives, and lives near Him. In Matthew chapter number 11, this verse is similar to that in that we find a passage of comfort. Um, it's in a context, and uh, I find it a little bit uh, funny as I read commentaries and things about this passage, and especially newer ones, uh, and, uh, and, and their take on it. Because a lot of, a lot of uh, pastors and you know, uh, more modern uh, types of uh, takes on things uh, have to do you know, li- uh, you know legalism and liberty and, uh, and uh, all these different things. And I, I, just to be honest, I get so tired of it uh, all the time. And, and, uh, and so uh, part of um, that frustration... Um, as Paul told Timothy, uh, there are people uh, they're, they're going to come and they're going to bring you know teacher they have itching ears and they're going to um, they're going to believe fables fictions and and a lot of Christians buy into that. I want to I want to read. Um, well, I'll get to this here in a second. Let's read our text. Uh, so there's a general promise in verse 28, and then there's something that that's more uh, in the next verse. Uh, that I want to uh, kind of uh, tie those things together. So verse 28, uh, the Bible says this in Matthew 11, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, uh, and my burden uh, is light. Heavenly Father, I pray that you help me with this message tonight, and uh, Lord, help us through your word, please, and in Jesus' name, uh, amen. So um, we know uh, from the Word of God, and to kind of uh, to not re-preach all the things that I've preached recently, uh, we know that we have rest in God, that He is a help, a present help in time of need. Uh, you read through the Psalms, He, he sets us on, uh, you know, uh, on high places, and He's our buckler, He's our shield. 
Um, there's, we, we understand from the Bible, he is the one uh, that is our protector, he's our keeper, uh, and he is uh, primarily, obviously, the number one person that we go to uh, in times of trouble. Uh, we pray. Uh, if uh, you've been uh, here the last couple Wednesday nights, uh, we also uh, elaborating on that aspect of, of, of looking at the works of God. Uh, and his wonders, and how that helps us uh, when we're distressed, when we have a heavy burden. Uh, and uh, as I was mentioning a moment ago, uh, some commentators, uh, they, they basically talk about the, the, the labor and heavy laden, whatever is, is the, the burden of legalism uh, and the burden of keeping the law. Uh, and I can see, uh, as you look at uh, why people, the religious people, rejected John the Baptist in the first part of chapter number 11, and, and why you know, Capernaum and, and Chorazin and Bethsaida uh, rejected the works of God and all those miracles. There's an aspect of the fact uh, that Jesus, some people look at this as, a, as a, an evangelistic verse, uh, to come unto him, and uh, it's peace, uh, the peace with God uh, and the peace of God in these two verses. And so there is an application to be made. We're not under the law. Uh, we're under grace. And it's not about uh, religion. It's about relationship. All right? We know that. But there are people who take it way too far uh, and uh, to a point that they, um, they're really believing a fiction. Uh, and it's sad. Uh, and, uh, and so having said that, I want to read something that I read that somebody wrote. These are people that, you know, um, I don't really know too well personally. I know them, uh, but, and they, they know me and communicate with me uh, pretty regularly. <clears throat> and, um, and, and it's one of those situations where on social media, as an example, I, 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 for myself, um, if there are people who post stuff that raise my blood pressure, um, I just, I mute them uh, and uh, I don't necessarily block them. Uh, and here's why, because I feel like everybody needs to hear what I got to say, all right? And, uh, but I don't want to hear everything that everybody else has to say, all right? Now, uh, uh, I mean that, uh, and uh, not in a sense of, I just, I want to be able to have influence, uh, and uh, so there are some people that I just mute it because I don't, I don't like seeing what they, what they post uh, because it doesn't challenge me, it incites me. And, uh, and I just have zero time for that. I, I just, uh, so if I'm, you know, I'm reading it, it's like, oh, uh, and then it's just, okay, I just can't, uh, you know, I can't read their stuff anymore. But here's something I read. And uh, it said, if you've been friends with us for a while, I'm sure you've noticed changes in our spiritual walk, and they have spiritual in quotes. And, uh, and here's what they said, we threw off the chains of religion and traditions and walked into freedom. All right. And uh, today our church did a family anointing ceremony, and it was beautiful and God-honoring. And before this, I had only seen preachers anointed. And I'm so thankful that my eyes have been opened, and I've seen God do so many amazing things. And the 21 years, we walked in legalism and cessationism. Most of the time, I only saw the devil work, and I felt shame and defeat. Uh, let me pause there for a second. Again, I don't want to preach what I'm going to preach next week. Uh, but the Bible says to reprove, rebuke, and exhort. And that word reprove uh, means to declare some things as error and, to be, and, and, and guilt. <laughs> so there, there is a part of our faith, uh, obviously, as we read the Word of God, uh, that um, we should feel shame. Uh, and we should feel defeat. Um, and we should feel guilty because we are guilty. Uh, and, and, uh, but, but people don't want that. Uh, in, in, in faith and in churches. They want churches that are going to make them feel good. Uh, and, uh, and so they don't, they don't like coming to church and feeling bad when they leave. Uh, but here's what, here's what I think about that. Um, you know, if, if the Word of God, if I step on your toes in preaching, if something in the Word of God brings conviction to your heart, then change it. Um, get it right. Uh, and, uh, and just thank God for His truth. And for the message and, you know, whatever it is. Uh, but like, oh, man, that really stings. Um, let's just ignore it. Um, or that really stings. Let's go some, find some place that doesn't sting us. And, um, and, and, it, and it's going to happen until the Lord comes back. I understand that. Uh, but he says, or they said, I felt the only time I'd finally be at peace was when Jesus came back. And now I know I have the power over darkness in Jesus' name. And I've walked through the fire and I don't even smell like smoke. 
And if you're tired of trying and trying and just waiting until Jesus comes back, you might be under a spirit of religion. And, uh, and so they prayed some prayer or whatever. And, uh, and I'm glad all of our kids forgave us for putting this heavy burden on them. Christ wants relationship, not religion, uh, and all that. Now, an opinion I have um, about whether it's preachers, church members, uh, Christians in general, uh, there are many things that we believe uh, and live, uh, and we set up biblical, there's biblical principles, we set up standards and all those things in our life to protect or to keep those convictions. Uh, and so often, so often, teenagers, you're here, so often, um, uh, moms and dads, pastors, pastors' wives change their positions uh, because their kids don't want to follow them anymore. And, uh, and that is something that happens all the time. And so I'm reading that because when I look at this passage of Scripture in, in, in chapter number 11, the way to freedom uh, and peace is through a yoke. Um, it's, it's not being set free. Uh, and, uh, and, and when people, when they talk about liberty uh, and, and, and having this, you know, they've left the chains of religion and tradition uh, and walked into freedom, it makes me want to barf. Uh, it just really does, uh, because it's so far from from biblical truth, and uh, and I understand their sentiment and whatever they feel like. You know, they've they've had to follow all these rules, and uh, and uh, they've been so oppressed, and and uh, and all this stuff. Uh, but the bottom line, it just comes down to every single time, people just want to do what they want to do. Uh, and uh, and if if they're at they're at a church where it's preached against whatever it is that they want to do, uh, they either rebel against it, stay in the church, cause problems, or they just go and find a place where, where that's, not, that's not preached. And, uh, and let me say this, and this, I don't want to go down this trail uh, too far tonight, but um, I've asked people uh, who say, us as independent Baptists, that we elevate preferences above the Word of God. I've asked them, give me specifics, like where... Have you, and what have you ever heard a preacher say, thus saith the Lord, when it's not in the Word of God? Uh, and, uh, and they can never give me example. You want to know why? Because it's not true. Um, there is no preacher that elevates a preference. In fact, uh, so often I'll say, this is what I do. You know, you, you can do it, you cannot do it. Uh, but uh, so there's, there's things that I've set up in my own life or things that I have done for my own family um, that I don't make you do. Uh, and, uh, and so, um, and I don't say it's, you know, it's the word of God because it isn't. It's just something that we've set up and everybody's got standards. Everybody's got preferences. The world does. Lost people do. Uh, and, uh, and so, um, <clears throat> freedom comes from serving and, uh, and it's, and it comes from a yoke. All right. And it is something that, um, a lot of Christians don't understand. Uh, and because God says in this passage, and so let's, let's peel it back a little bit. Uh, so in verse 28, he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So whether that burden or that, you know, that yoke um, being heavy laden uh, is, is if, if it's a Jew who's following the law uh, and they're struggling between law and grace, which you are not doing because you've never kept the law. All right. But if it is, and we want to make application, we understand and know uh, that Jesus is speaking to saved Jews and his disciples in particular, uh, and, uh, and they were saved from Judaism. Uh, and this is all new, uh, and they're learning and growing uh, and struggling with that balance uh, and, um, you know, keeping religion that they have done for, you know, centuries and centuries. Um, but you are saved by grace uh, through faith, uh, and, uh, and there's, there's not been a day uh, in your life uh, as a believer that you've been a law keeper. All right? Um, that's just the fact of the matter. Uh, so uh, it isn't about walking in, you know, in chains of religion and tradition, because as long as you've been saved and in an independent Baptist church, you've heard every pastor that's been here, uh, and every pastor that you've been at uh, who, who has said it's not about religion. God hates religion. It's about relationship. Uh, and uh, the formalism and all that kind of stuff uh, of, of religion, we're against it, all right? Uh, but we believe that we are to live uh, in obedience to the Lord, and with that comes a special privilege and a special blessing that not every Christian has, all right? 
Uh, so generally speaking, uh, there's a promise that God says to come unto him. Now, when, when we have difficulties, and, and I've been preaching a lot about it, and you know, uh, depression and discouragement, because it's just something that, uh, that uh, and by the way, I don't, I, don't, I don't suffer from depression. I battle depression. Uh, so, so when those things happen, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to, to fight it, uh, to, to move beyond whatever it is that's causing uh, the feelings that I'm having. And I've been preaching a lot about it, all right? Uh, but but there's, there's secret, secret sauces uh, in the Bible. Uh, there are things, there's benefits. And for me, uh, in particular, because um, there's a part of me being a pastor that I am, I'm yoked uh, with Christ and His burden and His mission uh, in ways that other people aren't necessarily, um, they, they aren't. And, uh, and so there, uh, there's something in this uh, that helps me, and I, and I, want, it to, I want it to help you uh, as well. But we, we, we tend to run to worry, uh, and we fret about stuff, so when, when discouragement, troubles, difficulties, whatever, whatever the burden is, all right, and we get to places where we think the burden is just, it's too much or it's too much to bear. That's why I said this morning uh, that when we get to that place, we, we know that we've unyoked um, with Jesus. Um, there's that expression that people say that God will never give you anything uh, or too, he'll never give you so much that you can't handle or whatever. Um, but here's the deal. He does. He gives us stuff more than we can handle uh, with the intent to draw us closer to Him, to rely upon Him, not to push us away. Uh, but that's that end uh, where our minds go like Asaph, as I've been preaching on Wednesday. Uh, we, we think somehow God's not there for us anymore, or uh, He isn't keeping His promises, that God has changed. Uh, and He hasn't changed. He's the same today uh, and forever. And He's God. Jesus is God. Uh, and uh, so the commercials uh, that I mentioned earlier and all that kind of stuff, um, every day we see people um, curating an image of God that is not a biblical image, all right? So we run to worry. We, um, when discouragement comes, depression, we want to talk to people. Sometimes we talk uh, to friends, and, uh, and, uh, and by the way, they, they rarely help. Um, you know, we like, we, but we want to vent. We want to, we want to, you know, clear the air. And so uh, it just feels good sometimes to just, you know, and uh, just spill it all out. Even to someone who's like, can't help you, uh, you know, and they're dishonest, like, man, life's tough. Uh, and I hope you get through it. Uh, and, uh, and, but you feel a little bit better because you are, uh, we've been taught that we, we're not supposed to stuff things. Uh, and we're supposed to let it out. And, uh, but that's not an absolute science, all right? There are things that are better left unsaid. Uh, and we thought of oh, Asaph when he thought he was envious of the prosperity of the wicked. Uh, and he thought about, boy, if, I, if anybody knew this or they heard me saying this, it would affect the next generation. And so he didn't say it and he got it right. Uh, and uh, so not everything needs to be necessarily communicated. Um, you know, running away from our problems, that doesn't work. Um, the problems follow us, and and uh, and often that's my advice to people who um, they're just they have struggles, and you know they don't want to you know uh, want to be here or, uh, in church, blah blah blah, and uh, you know you're going to take your you're going to take your problems with you to your next church. Uh, you're going to take you know your problems into your next relationship. Uh, if you don't work at whatever the problems are, uh, they're just gonna they're just gonna follow you wherever you go. Uh, but one of the things that's nice about, uh, you know, uh, the other side of the fence uh, or whatever is that people, are, they're not aware of them. They're not aware of our problems. They're not aware of our baggage. And so we think that we can fly under the radar and, uh, and not have to, uh, have to deal uh, with those things uh, any longer. Uh, we, so, um, and fighting won't help. Uh, and uh, the Bible says we're supposed to be peacemakers. And so there are a lot of solutions that we think are the best solution. But um, there, there, are, there are two lies uh, that we tell ourselves uh, when it comes to our lives. Well, there's a lot of them, but I'm just going to give you two. Um, one is the, this, this lie of autonomy, all right? Now, we are in, autonomy means self-governing. Like, we are a local, visible, we're an autonomous church. I explained this to someone last week when I said we're an independent Baptist. 
uh, and, uh, and they, they go to um, South, South Hill Baptist, uh, which is um, a, Southern, a Southern Baptist Convention church. All right, uh, might not be active, but that was, and I was explaining okay, what autonomy was, self-governing, and I illustrated it by, okay, like if I was to, uh, to die or to, uh, or to move away, uh, there's no governing body that would install a pastor at Berean Baptist Church. Uh, because they're self-governing, they will have to, um, you know, candidate somebody and find somebody. Uh, it's a completely different thing. Autonomous, self-governing. But Individual autonomy, and we are. We have, we have freedom. We're, in America, we're Amer- Americans. We have the freedom of being Americans. There's all that. We, we have a tremendous amount of liberty. God has made us to be um, creatures of um, free will uh, and gives us uh, the opportunity to make choices in our life. We often make the wrong ones. All right. Uh, there's a way that seems right into a man. Uh, and uh, so uh, autonomy... Uh, as a principle, uh, is tempered with the fact that as a believer, um, I don't belong to me. Uh, I'm I'm a a purchased possession. Uh, I've been bought with a price, all right? So so I belong to him. Uh, I'm I'm not my own, uh, but I belong to him. And when, when you realize that as a believer, a lot of this nonsense about the chains of bondage and, and freedom and stuff just goes out the window uh, because much of that is rooted uh, in this lie of autonomy uh, and uh, which and also um, of like I'm in control. I'm in control of myself and my decisions and and uh, we all have authority problems. We just we just don't. Nobody likes anybody t- you know to tell you what to do. All right, myself included. Uh, but part of life is submitting ourselves to authority, whether that is an authority in a place of, uh, 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 at a workplace or in the home. God has uh, authority lines that are set up. Uh, and there's never going to be a time in your life where somebody is not the, uh, you know, the boss of you. All right? There's always that. And, uh, and, when, uh, now, and I've said, you know, people said to me one time, so says, well, they're talking about church and local church. Like, well, who's your boss? I'm like, well, God's my boss, you know, uh, and, uh, but uh, in all of that, there's, there's a, a process, a, a governing process of a church, and uh, we have constitution and bylaws. There's all these different things that are there, and, uh, but we, we're always uh, under the control of God and His Spirit, uh, but, you know, you're not an autonomous, if, you're, if you've been saved, uh, your autonomy uh, is, is, is not what you think, all right? Uh, because, because you're supposed to be dead to self uh, and alive unto Christ uh, and uh, led the con- by the control of the Spirit of God. Uh, we're supposed to be spirit, we're spirit-led, purchased, redeemed possessions of God. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, you know, freedom and liberty and, and all this other kind of stuff, uh, I just, you know, roll my eyes uh, at so much of it. But here's the other lie, and that is that we're self-sufficient. Um, we're, just, we're really not. God, we're supposed to rely on God for everything. We're not self-sufficient. Uh, and uh, anything that's self, self-righteousness, you know, uh, it's, it's just a recipe for disaster. So, so autonomy and self-sufficiency, when it comes to um, our ideology, biblical philosophy, it's not the same as somebody that you talk to at work when they talk about their liberties and freedoms, their autonomy, uh, or their self-made and you know, and they're, they're in control of their own destiny and, uh, and, uh, and on and on and on. We think completely different because we understand who we are in Christ. And, uh, and we've been set free, uh, but that freedom is not to, to be used as an occasion of the flesh, uh, but to serve one another. Uh, and so God, uh, in this passage in Luke, uh, or excuse me, Matthew chapter number 11, he says, come unto me. We're, instead of running to every single solution that we think we can come up with and we can fix it, we can do it. Somebody got to go talk to somebody. Um, we're supposed to go come. He says, come. So there's this idea uh, of, uh, of religion that says do. Uh, if if uh, we're to take their mindset, uh, religion just says do, 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 do. And Jesus says, come. Uh, and, uh, and there's a modicum of truth. But that's what the, the devil, uh, the, the devil does that all the time. Uh, and uh, because you still got to do. 
Uh, the Bible's filled with commands of things we're supposed to do and things we're supposed to not do. Do you agree with that? Say amen. amen. All right. So this, you know, when somebody says, you know, religion says do and, and Jesus says come, you're like, he does. He, he says that. Um, but it doesn't mean what you think it means. All right. Uh, and uh, because and then and then people people can't get away from the fact that God has commands, but they like to they like to cherry pick the Bible. Uh, like they approach the Bible like it's, you know, um, golden corral. And uh, you just go in there and here's all laid out. Well, I like this and I like this. Uh, don't like that. Uh, and, uh, and that's not how we, we're supposed to eat everything that God puts in front of us, uh, whether we like it or not. Uh, but here's the deal. If, if that's the problem with us, like, well, I don't like that. Um, or I like this. Doesn't the word of God say that his, for the saved individual that his commandments are not grievous? There's no command in the Bible that as a, as a lover of God uh, and uh, a child of God that, that we should go, oh, great, can't do that again. I can't do that now. Um, we should never feel that way. So if we feel that way, something's broken. Something's not right. We should see it and go, that, you know, that displeases my, my heavenly father. Well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to grieve God. I love him. And, uh, and I'm, I'm more than happy to not do that uh, because it pleases my Savior. So there is doing. Uh, and so God says, come unto me uh, in Jesus, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. He says, I will give you rest. And that is a general promise for each and every one of us tonight uh, that we can, we can cast, the Bible says, to cast uh, our, all our care upon him for he careth for you, First Peter. Uh, so we're to bring it, give it to him. And God, whatever that burden is, when we, when we cast it uh, on him, uh, and there's also uh, Paul where he says, you know, his grace is sufficient. There are times where God removes the burden or takes care of the burden or the problem, the distress. He can, uh, you know, you can, you can go to bed at night and feel in all the stress and distresses of life and the world and all your problems. And you can wake up in the morning uh, and, his, and mercy's renewed and joy, joy comes in the morning. It's like I said Wednesday, the sun will come out tomorrow. Uh, you know, we know God can do that. But, but often he doesn't. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, he gives us grace or he just relieves the burden by, by giving us principles in the word of God. He gives us perspective uh, in regards to whatever the problem difficulty is. One of the blessed, you know, uh, privileges that we have uh, in perspectives is the fact that we know our life is short, it's a vapor, and that we can endure um, anything for a vapor. All right? So even if nothing in the world, everything in the world is wrong, uh, and, and, and you know, everybody hates you, you have no friends, uh, your job stinks, your car doesn't run, your, you know, your house is in shamble, whatever. Just, the list can just pile on. Uh, it's only for a, a moment. All of it is for a moment. And so the idea is, is that if everything is super terrible, um, it's, it's, it's just, it's over. Um, but in, and when we, when we get stuck in it, for two, we, we forget what the Word of God says about how short life is. And, uh, and what God is doing through those difficulties. Uh, we're supposed to be thankful for them and all the, all, all the, the, the perspective things that God gives us. But here's the, here's the, the special sauce. Uh, here's the, uh, the conditional aspect of these verses. All of us, we have God uh, and uh, we can go to him. We can cast our cares on him. And he, the Bible says, he will give, give us rest. All right. Uh, but it says this, verse 29. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. All right, the soul, thinking about our heart, our mind, our conscience, it's a, uh, it's a peace that God says he gives, a peace that the world can't take away, a peace that passeth understanding. It's a rest that we can find in him, but not every Christian finds it. Because not every Christian takes on his yoke. All right, now we understand like, you know, again, God, when Jesus is speaking to people in the first century uh, and uh, who are farmers and et cetera, they understood what a yoke 
is. And uh, how many know what a yoke is? Or you've been in church for a while. And uh, so they would take oxen. Oftentimes it was older, mature oxen uh, that had been doing it for a while. And they put a younger one in there. Uh, and they would yoke them together. And there's a lot, uh, there's a lot of science and math. You know, two ox that oxen can pull uh, together. You know, not like if one ox can pull uh, 10,000 pounds and another ox can, you put them together, it's 20,000 pounds they could pull. No, it's like 40,000, 60,000. There's a, a multiplication factor that takes place uh, in that yoke. Uh, but biblically here, uh, and, uh, and the use of the yoke uh, has with it this idea uh, that, um, uh, that uh, of, of servitude or submission. Um, we, we're yoked together with him. We're submitting ourselves uh, to God uh, in carrying Jesus' burden, his task, his mission. It is submission to Jesus. All right? You can come to him and he will, he'll give you rest. But if you yoke, uh, you take my yoke upon you, uh, my burden, my mission, you submit yourself to me, um, I, I will, I, you will find rest for your souls. Now, it seems like at first glance, like it doesn't make sense because it's like how it'd be a yoke um, uh, or uh, taking on a burden or a mission. Can I just do my own, do my own thing? Can I just go my own direction? Uh, isn't that a, a better path to uh, autonomy and self-sufficiency and uh, in elevating myself to some form of, you know, uh, of whatever? Uh, because that's what the world teaches you. That, in fact, religion, and not even religion, there are Baptist churches uh, that basically teach the closer you get to God in communion, the less like God you become. Uh, it's like, you know, the, the liberty that I have, I can just, because I love Jesus and he loves me and we're so close and, and, uh, and so I can go, I can do these things and God does it because he loves me and I love him and we're just, we're just like this. Uh, but the closer you get to God, the more you look like God, the more you talk like God, uh, the, the more, the more holy we become. God says that we're supposed to be holy in all manner of conversations. He said, we're supposed to have holiness in every single thing we do and everything we, we say, every place that we go, it says, be ye holy in all manner of conversation. All right? It's hard for us to wrap our minds around that because there are so many things we do on a daily basis that we don't even think about God. Um, we, just, we just do them. It's our schedule, and we've got, we've got these things. We, we get up, and we go to work, and we do. Uh, it's just, we, 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 there are many Christians who don't really walk with God or think about God until they're in a church service, which is why it's so important that we have more church and not less church, because we, we, we know we're that way. We need um, to assemble uh, and, and hear the Word of God preached and to worship God, uh, because it helps, it helps keep us straight. It helps keep us engaged in the Word of God. Um, you know, if I was to ask you, you know, how, you know, raise your hand if you read your Bible and prayed yesterday. There'd be some people, if you're honest, wouldn't be able to raise your hand. Um, and uh, so, uh, you know, but everybody wants to think, well, I don't need church and, you know, I don't need these things to, to love God and I can worship God wherever I am. True. All right, but God gave us the local church, gave us His Word. And he's given us all these things. He says, take my yoke upon you. It speaks of, uh, of a designation of servitude and carrying, uh, carrying a burden. In, uh, and he says, and learn uh, of me. Uh, just briefly come. Uh, you know, I said the Pharisees, you know, religion says do. And, uh, but uh, but uh, the invitation to come to him is something he gives uh, to every single Christian. But he says, then he says, take, take my yoke upon you. That take uh, is, is, a, is a deeper experience uh, than, than generally speaking uh, that Christians have. Um, God, God wants to bless us and he, he loves us. We're his children. Uh, and, and by the way, he's good to us way more you know, than we deserve. Uh, but uh, when we come to Christ by faith, he gives us rest. Uh, we come to him uh, heavy laid, laboring, heavy laden, burdened. Uh, and he says, I'll give you rest, a promise of God. And I'm thankful for that. I know I can go to him. Uh, and, and find respite and comfort. Uh, and, uh, and just, he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And, uh, and you know what? There are times, like I've, like I've referenced Asaph, he couldn't even put words 
to, to, to where he was at. And there, there, there are times where you can't, ex- if I was to explain to you or try to explain to you my distresses, um, I, I, I cannot find the words. But you know what I can do with Jesus? I can just sit there in his presence. I can go to him and he knows. Uh, and, and there's no, and he knows it all. Um, you know, we, you know, when we're telling other people, we don't tell the whole story. Or we, we use hyperbole, we embellish things, or we, we, blame, uh, we shift blame to other people. We, we don't want to be accountable. We may know what the problem is or you know, what the solution is, but we, we, we desire, misery loves company. And, uh, and, but with, with Jesus, there's, there's, no, um, there's no fronting. Uh, there, there's, there's no secrets. And, uh, and so often I'd find myself just sitting in, in God's presence uh, and not saying a thing in God ministers to my heart. Uh, because he, he, I can't even, I, say, I don't even know what my problem is. Uh, and, uh, and it's like the Holy Spirit just like says, you know, I do. And, and, you know, and that's a blessing. So it's, it says we can take on his yoke uh, and yoke together with him. And we find that, by the way, the yoke, being under control or submitting ourselves to things in the Bible. In fact, the Bible says, uh, warns us to not be unequally yoked uh, together with unbelievers. It's not to, uh, to participate uh, or to, in a designation of, um, uh, of, uh, of, of joining in in mission uh, with someone who is uh, not a believer, all right? Um, there are a lot of times uh, Christians will enter into business relationships with, with lost people. Um, there's a danger in that. Um, when it comes to, to marriage, for example, I, I will not marry people um, who they, they, both, they, both, uh, they both gotta be saved uh, and, uh, because I won't marry somebody who, you know, and, and by the way, there are people who lie, um, they're, 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 and it's usually men um, who, who say everything that they need to say to get the girl. And then, and then um, it just turns out not to be true. That's, you know, sometimes it's the girl. Uh, 99% of the times it's the guy, all right? And uh, they just, well, and they'll, yeah, I got saved, blah, 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 and they're not. And uh, recently I had somebody that, uh, that uh, did that, <coughs> and um, um, not even a year into their, he's like, went, he's like, I'm a pagan, and, and divorced his wife, uh, and uh, and everything else. But in my in in my office, they were saved, and loved Jesus because they wanted the girl. Are you with me? And so people lie, uh, and uh, through their teeth about these things. So. Um, take his yoke and learn of him. Uh, it's communion with him. It's getting to know him. It's 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 a, uh, a, 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 a you know we we love him and he's he's what we're about. We love him and we want to be spending time with him. And he says this. He said uh, there's a deeper rest uh, in surrender and obedience. When you take my yoke, you will find rest. So as a as a pastor. Um, I, I got, I guess, in a sense, one up on people who are not pastors. To the d- degree that my life tends to be about um, his burden, his mission, in yoking together, because I know I can't do the work of God without him. I'm, I don't get into a pulpit without, you know, the Lord. Um, he, he does the work. And so by virtue of my calling in my life as a minister, um, uh, I, I would tend to say ministers should uh, be um, yoked together with Jesus. And in that, they find a deeper rest and a deeper peace uh, than, than, than the average Christian has uh, who is in verse number 28. Are you with me? Trying to build line upon line, precept upon precept. Uh, because the, the rest that we find um, in verse number 29 only comes through the yoke. Uh, and uh, I, let me give you a couple references at 7 o'clock. Um, 2 Corinthians 6, 14, that's where the Bible says to not be unequally yoked together. Uh, what, you know, fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness. What communion uh, hath light with darkness. Um, we're not to submit ourselves in yoke together with unbelievers. 
uh, or being unequally yoked, and there's many applications for that. The Bible says in Galatians 5.1, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty where Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So we are in submission to the flesh and, and, and sin, uh, and Jesus set us free. Uh, and the illustrations like we're shackled with sin, and, and he lets us free, and then we go back and we shackle ourselves back. Uh, or like a dog that returns to his own vomit. Uh, or uh, we, as uh, described, no man that putteth his hand to the plow and turneth back is fit for the kingdom of God. Um, we tend to, um, when the pressure comes, we want to go back. Like, like Israel wanted to go back to Egypt. Uh, and, and that's our tendency. But, but the Bible says to not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. We were yoked to, to the bondage of sin. Uh, we've been released from that. So don't put that yoke back on. Uh, and uh, and, and when, you, when you do that, by the way, you do that. You put it back on. Nobody puts it back on for you. You didn't, you know, um, we, we just say, oh, oops, I just, I, oops, I fell into sin. Uh, and it's, it's not like that. Uh, we're, we're drawn away with lust, we're enticed, and we, there's so many stages to all of that, uh, and God warns us. In 1 Timothy 6, verses 1 and 2, he says, Let as many servants that, that are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of honor. Uh, so it's speaking of, uh, of uh, the, the, the yoke or the submission to authority, whether it's an employer, and God, and God gives us a lot of um, insight uh, about that. Uh, in Isaiah 58, verse number 6, is, is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that uh, you break every yoke, um, every yoke uh, that we're in that is negative and sinful and, and wrong. Uh, God sets us free from those things and breaks those yokes uh, of bondage in our life. So we can be yoked with the wrong things. So if we're yoked with the bondage of sin, if we're yoked with, uh, we're unequally yoked with, uh, with, uh, with somebody, uh, un- with unbelievers, and um, it, it, it'll be hard for us to find uh, this, this layer of, uh, of, of rest uh, that we find that only comes through uh, being, uh, it's, it's being separated unto. Uh, and dedicated to. It's walking with God. Uh, it's, in, it's an exchange life. Um, I, and I want that. Um, I, there, there are times, and especially recently, I need to find. Like the, like the rest that God gives is fine. And I know that. But there are times it, it, needs to, it's, it has to go deeper. Because, because there, you're praying, uh, you're trying to uh, to walk with him and there are obstacles, there's, there's things, there's thoughts, there's, there's stuff that's going on and it's in the way. And so, so the idea is, is that if I need to find, if, if I'm not finding the rest that I need, I've somehow unyoked myself from Jesus. He didn't unyoke himself from me. Uh, I've unyoked myself from him. And, uh, and it's usually, it usually happens when we're trying to fix stuff, we're trying to do things, we're just trying to reason out uh, and fix things ourselves. So, uh, not every promise that God has in His Word uh, is uh, just just given free. There's conditions. So if you want um, the rest that's in verse number 29, it means that you've got to take Jesus' yoke and you need to learn of Him. All right? Not every Christian does that or is doing it. All right? And, and by the way, just like you can go into uh, the secret place of the Most High, and be there and abide under the shadow of the Almighty, uh, and tomorrow you cannot be. Uh, you, can, you can let life and distraction and worldliness and the pleasures of, what, of sin, uh, it gets you so where you're not dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. But what's wonderful is, is that we can ask God for forgiveness, we can repent, we can confess our sins, and we can get back to that place. But we'll find ourselves outside of that, uh, and, then, and then suffering uh, the natural consequences of sin uh, and uh, in the struggles. They, we're not bringing our thoughts under, capta- under captivity. We're exalting ourselves above the knowledge of God uh, or we're exalting the advice of friends or, uh, or counselors or uh, therapists or uh, whatever the case may be. When Jesus says, come unto me and I'll give you rest, and he says, you take my yoke upon you and learn of me and you'll find rest for your souls. And there are so many times that I long for that. Uh, and, uh, and, but 
but I've, I've, I've yoked uh, myself uh, to perhaps things that I shouldn't have yoked. Now, turn briefly over to uh, 2 um, Timothy chapter number 4, all right? And this is, um, as I've been navigating my own mind and heart and the struggles and difficulties, and, and, uh, and there, there are a lot of reasons and there are a lot of things and a lot of struggles or whatever, and, uh, and, and, you know, um, and, and I have to try to manage those things. Just by the way, just like you do, all right? Um, I'm not a superhero, uh, and uh, I've just, I've got... You know, the same colored blood running through my veins as you do, and, and I have all this, all this, everything, all the same things that you have, all right? Um, the, 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 the only difference uh, is that, you know, I got to stand up here in front of you and try to, and try to reconcile it all my mind and heart and communicate truth to you and, and, and live it. Um, and and, and it's, sometimes it's hard. Um. And when it's hard, that's what uh, you either <coughs> you either quit or you you know you detach or whatever. And by the way, there's there's times for that, and there's there's times where like I'll get on my motorcycle, whatever, and turn off the Bluetooth, and nobody can call me, and that's exactly what I need. All right, um, but but I can't always do that. Uh, and uh, and so in those moments, what I do, what do I, what do I do? And again, this is an application. You can make this, but this is to a preacher uh, in Second Timothy. But there's four things in here, and this is what. So so he's telling him, and I, I don't want to preach next week's message. So he's giving him instruction, uh, and uh, uh, and and he's telling him that they're going to be there's going to be uh, false teachers, uh, and um, you know uh, Timothy, you're you know I'm just you know kind of projecting, but, um, you, you know, they're going to be false teachers who have scores and scores of followers. They're heaping on themselves, uh, people that, uh, and they've got teachers, they have itching ears, and, they, and they're believing fables and lies. And Timothy, you're going to preach the truth and preach the word. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, sometimes things are going to be bad. Uh, and when things are bad, um, here's the four things that you do. Uh, and uh, he says this, he says, but watch thou in all things. That, that phrase, just, and again, i got to hurry, but that, basically that means, simply means uh, to keep your, keep your head, to be sober, um, to, keep, to keep focused. Uh, he, says, he says, watch thou in all things, has this sense of, of, of keeping your head, keeping a cool head, um, being, being stable uh, in, in, in what is going on. Uh, and then he says, uh, endure afflictions. So keep your head um, and, and endure. Um, elsewhere, he says, to endure hardness as a good soldier. And then he says, do the work of an evangelist. Uh, and, then he, and then he says, make full proof of thy ministry. What that simply means is to, is to faithfully discharge the duties of, of your ministry. All right? So when things get bad, Timothy, here's what you do. You keep your head. Um, you suck it up and endure, endure the hardness, endure afflictions. You, you win souls um, and, and do missional works. You, here's my plan for you. And, and, and you faithfully discharge the duties of your ministry. And that's what he says to do. So, but you know what he's supposed to do uh, when things are going great? He's supposed to keep his head, um, endure affliction, uh, and uh, do the work of an evangelist uh, and faithfully discharge the duties of his ministry. So there's part of all of this stuff that I've been talking about as I'm preaching to myself uh, that, that it's like, okay, here's how I feel. What do I do? Um, I, I do those four things. Got to keep my head and be sober, not, not drunk sober, uh, but sober-minded, level-headed, um, think about, don't be given to, uh, all this stuff, keep my head, uh, endure affliction. It's like, um, it's tough, and it hurts, but you just you endure it. And, and I'm not like, I don't have this spirit, like, give it to me again. Just bring on more. I'm not, I'm not talking about being sadistic, but when it, when it happens, you endure it. And, and, and it's painful, and there's times where it's like, 
um, you know, something hurts and you like, you act like it didn't. You're like, that wasn't, you know, I remember one time uh, I got a spanking uh, and uh, like, Is that all you got? And, uh, you know, uh, and so wasn't, that wasn't my best move. Uh, and, uh, and so it's, uh, um, I'm not as, I don't ever go to God. God, is that all you got? And, uh, and, you know, I know that you're using these things to mold and shape me and the person you want me to be. And I can't get enough of it. Give me more. I'm not like that. Neither are you. But when it does come, um, we have to endure and then, and then the other two things that I said there. So, so I've, um, you know, in a way, that's the, the, the mantra, that mantra that I'm trying to live by. Uh, it's like, whether it's good or whether it's bad, these four things I'm going to do. Uh, and, uh, and again, this is to a preacher, but it's also, you, you have a ministry that God has called you to do, and you have afflictions, and, uh, and, and you're supposed to do the, you know, uh, the work of an evangelist where to preach the gospel to every creature. There's applications for all of us. But here's a way for me, I'm trying to navigate, uh, you know, uh, what's going on in my own mind. Uh, and, uh, and, then, and then God just, you know, I just, I was reading that passage um, to, to, in preparation for, for a sermon on preaching the word. Uh, and God said, God said, no, here's a little something for you. And, and that's what he does. And, uh, and, and I'm so thankful for that. So a lot of stuff in there, and, uh, but there's a deeper level, and it's, and it's, and it's, and it's in a yoke. Um, it's not willy-nilly liberty, um, you know, God doesn't care or whatever. It's, I, am, I am absolutely free uh, and have a rest um, when I'm yoked uh, in submission and obedience to my, to my Savior, uh, who, you know, I, I hear His voice, and, and I want to please Him. I'm not working my way to heaven, but you know what? I sure do. I, when, when I'm walking with God, um, I feel a whole lot better. And uh, in, in the moments that I don't feel better because, because the world seems to be crashing around, um, because I'm walking with God, I can still have peace in a, in, in a rest. And it's not the same as a person who just shows up to church every now and then and is not in their Bible. They have a God they can run to who will never leave them nor forsake them. Um, but if they're unyoked from Jesus, um, they're not going to find that rest for their soul that they need. And, uh, and so there's something in that that's special for somebody who's walking with God than somebody who isn't. And, uh, and those types of promises are throughout the Bible. And we'll preach more on them at other times. Let's all stand tonight. and uh, we're